Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <laughs> I'm laughing because of your stage direction there, Steve. <laughs> what does that mean? Have you done that before? Is that how you rule your house? <laughs> Crikey, I better get on with it. Hello, uh, you are listening to uh, this week's, the podcast version of this week's One Life Left Radio Show. I'm Simon Byron. I am Steve Curran. That's Steve, that's Steve gesturing with his hands. Uh, we've been recording ta-da, with our new software. Uh, we're bang on time on that one. Um, I think uh, everybody's going to be happy. Um we had a guest in this show, Steve. Well, everyone's going to ha- be, sorry, everyone's going to be happy. Unless what our guest has just told me by DM is true, which is that he doesn't think his voice was recorded. Hmm. Because he thinks he joined in producer mode, uh, which is the link that I sent him as a producer. So it's so he can talk in our ears and go, all right, all right, Simon, oh, we've got the guest. The guest is in the room and they're going live in five, four, three, two. You're live. Now, some of the radio shows I listen to, you, mm. you can hear the producer. I mean, like, you know, Steve right in the afternoon. Like, his, <laughs> his producer's talking all the time, isn't it? You know? Well, yeah, but we're only hearing the producer when we when the producer wants us to hear him, uh, uh, when okay. they've swapped to the guest mic. And actually, yeah, well, we'll see. Um, you'll find out, listener, in about 25 minutes or so. Um, if you hear us talking to someone, that's Phil, our producer, if you don't hear us talking to someone, that should have been Phil, our producer, and maybe just fill in uh, what you think he said in the gaps. Oh, that's a shame because that was it was nice to have him on the show. Um, I need to say hello to somebody, Steve. I'm going to say hello to Harold. Um, my wife uh, started a new job um, uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, she works with Harold. And Harold um, had to take her to one side quite early on in their colleagueness uh and say hey uh, just want to let you know uh, and i feel like i have to tell you now um i really like one life left <laughs> <laughs> and um i have to tell you now otherwise it's going to be otherwise it might be weird which is which is which is right <laughs> it's weird anybody likes it very grateful howard thank you very much for listening it does feel like uh, one of those things you have to declare in job interviews doesn't it like just doesn't it? just up, up front like, because I don't want this to come to light later. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, well thank you for listening, Harold. Yeah, thank you, that. Harold. It, it, it warmed my heart to hear that. Uh, so thank you. Um, yeah, this is if Harold exists and this is not just something your wife's cooked up to make you feel better. Oh, I think me and Harold are going to become friends. <laughs> All right. Um, so... Uh, we should have a guest though, because that felt really good having Phil on the show. It did feel it? good, it felt, yeah, yeah. Felt yeah. really, really good. Yeah. Um, so that was great, and it seemed to work, except for the fact that it may not have recorded his voice, which is, you know, something we can work on. But yeah, that means anybody can join um, live, uh, and they can just drop into the radio show as if you know it was a we're in the studio together. So if you would like to be on the show, you'd like to nominate somebody to come on uh, and chat, please email team at one life left. Dot com um and yeah it was it was also good recording at seven o'clock on a yes sunday evening again which means we can properly invite people to hear the show recorded live next weekend uh, so we will be doing it sunday at seven we'll have a producer letting you in giving you access not sure whether you'll be able to see us as well i think you might be able to uh and you'll be able to join us for our 
uh, podcast debrief as well afterwards. So please do. We'll see you at seven next week. Good. All right. And thanks to your daughter, Steve, for letting us, uh, <laughs> letting us get through it. Yeah. How, how are things there? Well, I'm going to go and find out immediately uh, and okay. see, what, see, see what's gone on. But it has been pretty quiet so far. Uh, we'll see I'm going to go and deal with my daughter too who has been playing her father-in-law <laughs> All right. <laughs> right thanks for listening everybody here's the show Good evening and welcome to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show and my name is Steve Curran. Hello, testing, testing, one, two, one, two, it's Simon Byron here. How are you, Steve? Simon, you sound beautiful this week. Do I? <laughs> uh, we, As we finished recording the uh, show for last week, Steve went, Oh, meant to mention to you, your mic sounds, or sounded awful on last week's show. <laughs> I wish you'd have changed the input for this week's. Uh, so it's the first thing I did today. We're now broadcasting with the Rode NT mic, Steve. Um, and uh, this is the third week using this software. I've not noticed this before, but as you started the show off, a little... Um, message came up at the top of the screen that said actual recorded quality is no, actual recording is higher quality <laughs> that is very so similar what, so to... what, what, what have they got someone standing in for yeah us? i was gonna say sc- screenshots are not indicative of actual <laughs> exactly. gameplay uh yeah um we are a video game radio show we are going to be talking about video games that might be the earliest we've ever referenced video games in one life left uh we have video game letters video game news video game reviews coming up later in the show but yes simon let's catch up how are you I'm good. I was going to say that the earliest we've got to video games because we, you and I, spoke about football before we started this, the show. So, <laughs> we so, so we've got, got that, that done. Out of the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm good, thank you. Uh, it's the start of half term week. It's my, it's mm. our first time uh, going through that. So you know, voyage into the unknown. Kate's in London this evening, gone to a gig. Uh, my father-in-law is currently putting my daughter to bed. Um, so I, I can see from the house that it all appears to be calm. But an hour ago, Steve, it was the most torrential rain and lightning and thunder here that mm. I've ever seen. Same it, here. Honest, it would have been a danger for me to have gone to the shed in it. Yeah. yeah if we were recording an hour earlier. Super, super extreme here. Very, very noisy. But what I'm worried about, Simon, is that's not going to be the last of the noise tonight because uh, we are recording for the first time in about a month at um, 7pm on a Sunday night. We have posted the link in the Discord if anyone wants to join us. And we'll be doing this every week from now on. Uh, But that doesn't come without its own risks because my daughter is being put to bed right now and she's been appallingly behaved over the last few weeks. It's why we've had to do it on Monday. Um, So it could be that we start to hear screaming in the background uh, very, very soon. So I'm just foreshadowing that. So there's a narrative running through the show and it means, you know, we can fold that into the content rather than just giving up recording at about quarter past seven when the noise is too much. Whose idea was it to have a child, Steve, out of you and your partner? (laughs) You know... Yeah, I, I would say it's a shared decision. Was it a moment of no, passion? No one's to blame. No one's to blame for for the situation that we all find ourselves in. I mean, we would have done it on Monday morning, but we can't because you've got half term week. So yeah. So yeah. I would say all four of us are to blame for this mess. I uh, wouldn't change it though, Steve. Would we? Wouldn't change it. <laughs> I actually heard from my other child today. Uh, I haven't mm-hmm. heard from him all weekend, uh, and he rang uh, just as I was preparing to dish up a delicious roast this evening, Steve. Uh, and I was like, all right, Dexter, how are you doing? He said, yeah, all right. I said, um, everything okay? He said, he's like, yeah, what are you doing? I went, why? He said, well, can you come and pick me up? I want a lift. And that was it. it was, <laughs> I thought it was lovely to hear from my son. Lovely to hear from my son. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll see how lovely it is to hear from my daughter later <laughs> on the show. But it has been, um, yeah, it's been a pretty difficult uh, week for me. Uh, all kinds of things 
being annoying, you know, the housing situation continues to rumble on. When did I say I thought this might be sorted by? September? Like yeah. we said in June or something. Uh, it, it absolutely isn't. In fact, it's more unsorted than it's ever been right oh, now. Oh, no. But also, um, ended up taking Alice to uh, hospital on Tuesday uh, because... She'd been, she said she's not been sleeping and she's been going through the excuses every night, you know, oh, you know, this is a very bad bed. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's too light. I, you know, I don't know how to sleep. Oh, my tummy my, hurts. My ankles hurt was one I yeah, had. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Very itchy. Oh, my ear hurts. My ear hurts. My ear hurts. Oh, of course it does. Anyway, sent home from nursery the next day. Her ear hurts. And then screaming that her ear hurts and ended up in A&E. Her ear did hurt, it turned out. Don't know if I should feel guilty about this. Um, But she's been put uh, put on some antibiotics and everything's fine. Except for got back and the boiler broke. Oh, Steve. Hmm. So that was great. Immediately out of my depth in home. Well, exactly. Repair. So, what? So, what? What did you do? Here's what I did. Panic called plumbers. Got quoted the same number from several of them and picked one. And then he fixed so it how, on Friday. Okay. So, how did you find the plumber? How did you find the plumbers? Did you go through the yellow pages? Checker trade, in it. Is it on checker trade? I went, right. Oh well, I went on checker trade. Um, and uh, I'm sure other trade review sites are available, and found some in my local area, and but chose to believe the positive reviews. And you know what? It absolutely worked out. Aside from the fact it cost me how much? Do you think it cost me? Oh, I dread to think. New boiler. Oh, you have to buy a new boiler. I had to get a new and turn new boiler. So it's going to be. It's going to be. I, I've got no idea what's Cockney rhyming slang for four grand. <laughs> it was yeah, it was three and a half grand. Was uh, it? Yeah, but it's done now. The house is warm. And obviously that's the house w- that you're leaving. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I don't, obviously, I don't you're want welcome. it to be warm. I don't want it to be warm because that's costing me an enormous amount of money as well. Um, yeah, been been a challenging week. Ugh. I can't remember if I mentioned when uh, water started coming through the kitchen um, a few months ago. I'd, I'd been one of those people that had subscribed to um, like this insurance where you like you pay a forty mm-hmm. quid a month so that when this happens you don't have to talk to men. And um, <laughs> and this one because I was trying to save a little bit of money, I don't know, maybe get a free meerkat off my last insurance um, renewal. Uh, I'd actually got gone down a tier, which meant that, that it was covered, but I had to talk to the men. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's not what you pay for. I, no, I don't want to talk to the men. Uh, and then anyway, and then it was. It turned out that it was the grouting, Steve. Even though I'd had a look and said I didn't think it was the grouting, the man came around and said it's your grouting. Hmm. And fixed it, and, and actually he was the guy that put the shower in when we had the work on the house done. And I uh, said to him, and I didn't mean this because it was. It was, you know, just over a year since he'd put the shower, the shower in and the grouting had come away from the wall and was causing the water to run through the kitchen. Uh, he came around and, and sorted it out. So when I said, how much do I owe you? I was not, I was expecting him to go. Well, so what I wasn't expecting was 80 quid. <laughs> <laughs> and can I have it in cash? I said, no, you mm. can't. I'll back it to you. So at least, at the very least, there'll be some tax paid out of this. Yeah, I did have a couple of moments where I was invited in to see what a mess the previous people installing the, uh, the boiler had, had. And he said, look at this. Have you ever seen anything like it? And I could honestly say, no, I haven't. I have no idea what I'm looking at, but no, I've definitely never seen anything like it. Anyway, it's all done now. And it's only money, isn't it? I did wonder why, you, why you've just got a vest on. <laughs> a sun hat and a cocktail. Exactly. <laughs> Lovely. Uh, all that is just an extensive lead-in to say, Simon, I've not got any news stories this week. Okay, I've got four. Brilliant. Let's do the news. One life left. One life left. One life left. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scamfordberry. Oh, 
Video Games Chronicle. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Wrote. No, 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 no. What about the? It's seven oh seven on a. I don't know what time it is. Well, it's seven oh eight now. Yeah, now, but not now. when. The, not when this is airing. Uh, well, it w- will be okay. seven oh eight, won't it, on a Monday? Okay. It's the current time where you are on whatever day you're listening to on Resonance one hundred four point four FM. I'm Simon Byron, and here is the news. Sony Interactive Entertainment has announced a launch date and pricing details for PS5's DualSense Edge controller. The customizable controller will launch globally on January 26, 2023, with a recommended retail price, Steve. Wait for it. I'm waiting. £209.99. Right, it's videogamesconical.com, Tom Ivan. Uh, the replaceable stick modules will be released on the same date, priced at uh, 19.99. Uh, pounds, dollars, and twenty four ninety nine euros. I mean, that's showing faith in your controller, isn't it? If you're immediately releasing replacement sticks, uh, I mean, for real. And also, sorry, two hundred what? Two hundred and nine pounds ninety nine pence for a DualSense Edge controller. Uh, so. Uh, Sony is all um, in the US, UK, France, Germany, Netherlands, Belgium, Luxembourg. The DualSense Edge wireless controller and replaceable stick modules will be able for pre order only mm-hmm. through PlayStation Direct beginning on October 25th, which is uh, Tuesday. Okay, why? Sony what's is also so good released, about it? Well, Sony, let's, I'll tell, let me tell you what's in the box first. Okay, fine, fine, fine. For £209.99. Uh, in the box, DualSense Edge wireless controller. You'd, you'd effing hope so. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd also hope for about 150 quid to be in the box as well. Um, uh, USB braided cable, two standard caps, two high dome caps, two low dome caps, two half dome, dome back buttons. Wait, 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 wait. What two caps? back buttons. Well, you've got your high dome, your low dome, and your half dome, Steve. I don't know, whether, I don't know how seriously you take playing on the PlayStation 5, Steve. Uh, but these guys do for £209. No, I genuinely pence. don't know what that means. What does that mean? I don't know either. I don't it's know. something I, I, that I, 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 sticks, right? Like Something you put on the sticks yeah, to make makes you, you better, better at FIFA. Makes you a bit better at Call of Duty, doesn't it? Mm. Um, uh, there's a quote here. Uh, the DualSense Edge wireless controller features a host of hardware and software-based personalization options, including button remapping, £209, the ability mm-hmm. to fine-tune sticks and sensitivity and triggers, £209. Options to swap between multiple control profiles, £209. And a unique on-controller user interface, £209, said Sony on the PlayStation blog. It also sports the signature comfort and immersive features of the DualSense wireless controller, which isn't £209, like haptic feedback and adaptive triggers. Uh, Yeah, there you go. Um, It clarifies, Steve. Uh, You can make the DualSense Edge wireless controller uniquely yours. (laughs) I mean, I it's imagine only pounds. one person's going to buy it at 209 quid, oh, so it will be. Blimey. With um, the included three changeable sets of stick caps. How? That's what the caps are. Okay. How much uh, is a normal controller? Like, uh, 50, I believe they're about £54.99. Oh, are you kidding me? So this is 160 quid more, 155 quid more. Um, That's... That's insane, but I guess it. You know, it's it's called Edge for a reason, right? It's meant to give you the edge over people who you are uh, fighting online. And if you believe that, maybe you will believe that, that you should pay two hundred and ten quid for it. It's a cost of living <laughs> crisis. People are choosing between heating, eating, and a dual sense edge controller. Well, I was going to ask you how much do you think that is in dollars. But then I decided I might not want to know. No, uh, they do. It's um, it's one nine nine USD. Yeah, I was going to say. So, ouch. Ah, so who do we blame this on? Sony or the UK government? Bit what, of both. For bringing really. out a controller that costs two hundred and ten pounds to play FIFA on. Well, you know, if it was still you know one point four dollars to the pound, it'd be about one hundred and sixty quid, wouldn't it? I mean, even then, that's still too much. It's too money much, for... isn't it? So we'll blame Sony. That's fine. Yeah. Have you? Cool. Have you? I, I uh, take it. Um, you know, despite all the cash that you've got, Steve, that you've mm. not splashed out on the Xbox uh, <laughs> controller. That's that's uh, what, what's that one called? That's a, like oh, that's two hundred pounds as well. I have not. Oh, I've the, got the Elite controller. That's what it is, isn't it? But they did try and sell me a Boiler Edge. You know, with special caps <laughs> on the. On the heating controls, uh, I've got. I'm still using my 
so I, I play most of my games on a PC and I'm still using my controller from, I think it's from the Xbox uh, One, Xbox One, um, which the... is... Oh, right, yeah, not, I was going to say not, not the massive original no, 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 not uh, the no, Xbox yeah. One one. No, yeah. the, but it's basically <laughs> the same as the one that came out after that. It's a s- similar thing. And it works fine on everything, apparently, apart from FIFA, which is still giving me grief for using it. Um, yeah, I have thought about upgrading, but never really seen the need. Would you be a, I mean, you strike me as a, as a um, dome half kind of guy. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I can't decide one, <laughs> one way or the other, so I stick in the middle, half dome. You're never sure, are you? <laughs> What's it do? What's it do? do. Let's never find out. The improvements made to Pilot Wings 64's frame rate on Switch Online have reportedly broken its most relaxing stage. Uh, Writes videogameschronicle.com, Chris Scullion. Uh, The classic N64 game has a bonus Birdman stage in which the player wears a large pair of wings and can fly around the island. This stage is supposed to be a gentle and relaxing level where the player can chill out and take photos of the scenery. However, as Daku Daku founder Rod Broadbent has shown on Twitter, the emulated version of the game on Switch Online makes the Birdman stage significantly more stressful. Broadbent, who previously worked as a programmer the likes of Fable and Star Fox Command, as well as designer on the Pixel Junk Shooter games, posted a video showing him playing Birdman stage on the original N64 hardware and then on Switch Online. On the original hardware, the Birdman flaps his wings as he should, with occasional pushes of the A button making him flap his wings. On the Switch Online version, however, Broadbent has to bash the A button repeatedly to flap. And it isn't anywhere, it still isn't anywhere near enough to stop the Birdman crashing into a building. <laughs> Broadbent believes that this is due to the Switch version's increased frame rates, which any, in any other situation would be considered a positive change. According to Broadbent, the, the wing flaps in Pilot 64 are tied to the frame rate, which he says was a common programming technique at the time. Uh, speaking to VGC, Broadbent explained in more detail. According to his explanation, the game counts the frames that elapse after each button press and flapping faster, i.e. flapping with fewer, fewer frames between presses, leads to harder flaps. Because the game now runs at 60 frames per second, the number of frames between each press is greater, and as such, the game thinks more time has elapsed between presses, making the flaps weaker. A lot of this story is repeating itself, isn't it? It's weird, if, that. Um, yeah. I must be getting the freelance rates there, paid by the word, I'd say. Um, so that's an unexpected conse- uh, consequence of uh, em- of bringing back some old favourites on modern hardware, ASD. Well, it's an unexpected consequence, Um it's not news to me though, Simon, because when you were start when you started that news story, I was like, "Oh, my friend Rod, he saw that friend of the show, Rod." And then it turns out the story is about Rod, like about Rod, unbelievable. He's been a friend of the show since the earliest days, and I've got some news about him, Simon. Oh, so what news in relevant. the news section? Well, it was news I was going to talk talk to you about off air, but since we're here, it's come up naturally. Might as well. Uh, he wants us to come to Japan to do Marioki in Kyoto. I want us to come to Japan. Mm. Okay, and when good. I say when? when I say he wants us to do that, I said, "Do you want us to do that?" And he said, "Yes." So that's you know, it wasn't unprompted. In fact, it was very much prompted. Uh, but he suggested January when uh, our friends Chiverches are out there, or oh, wow. March after GDC. Okay, let's. And what's wrong with both? <laughs> yeah, um, and that's why I chased up with you know our our mutual friend David McCarthy and received the sort of response that I entirely expected, which was <laughs> which was I don't know how to do that. Anyway, I'm annoyed about something else. Uh, but yeah, we'd, I'd love to go out and do Marioki. <laughs> I was going to ask what is he annoyed about, but then I just remembered what he was annoyed about. I don't know why he reads that website. <laughs> I, don't know why, I don't know why he does it. <laughs> hmm. um, yeah, so uh, so we'll return to the news story in a moment. But yes, let's work out how we get over to Japan and hang out with Rod, uh, who is instrumental in this news story. Wow. And do Marioki let's go with. over. Let's go over to verify his flaps, the speed of his flaps. <laughs> it did use the word flaps a lot. It that did a story, lot, didn't it? it? Yeah, yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Do you think that the um, well, one assumes that it's a pretty obvious thing to notice if you test that, 
Uh, and really, some testers should have noticed that. But if it's a stage that unlocks near the end of the game for relaxed play, maybe it's slipped through the net somehow. It doesn't need checking, is what they said, as they waved it through. And somebody should have noticed that they were waving slightly more frantically than they should have been doing. <laughs> Very good. All right. Microsoft's entry-level console, Xbox Series S, is limiting the potential of new-gen games, a developer at indie studio Bossa Studios has argued. VFX artist Ian McClure made the claim on Twitter in response to a comment from veteran games journalist Jeff Gersman, who said he thinks the whole Series S is holding back next-gen games argument doesn't hold up. Most of these games also come to PC and have already have to cover a wide variety of configs, Gersman pointed out. McClure, who worked on last year's Xbox Series XS and PC game I Am Fish, a bosser, which also develops and publishes the Surgeon Simulator series, responded. It might sound broken, but the reason you're hearing it a lot right now is because many developers have been sitting in meetings for the past year desperately trying to get Series S launch requirements dropped. Studios have been through one development cycle where Series S turned out to be an albatross around the neck of production. And now that games are firmly being developed with new consoles in mind, teams do not want to repeat that process. Adam McClure, whose tweets were publicly available early to, earlier today, but have since been protected so that only approved followers can see them. Uh, but, 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 in a series of since-deleted tweets last week, which were initially sparked by the news that Gotham Knights won't have performance options on consoles and runs at 30 FPS, Rocksteady senior character technical artist Lee Devonald also claimed that, that, that trade-offs needed to be made because of Xbox Series S. I wish gamers understood what 60 FPS means in terms of all the things they lose to make the game run fast, he said via Game Rant, especially taking into account that we have a current-gen console that's not much better than a last-gen one. Responding to a question about hardware bottleneck, he singled out the Xbox Series S GPU, noting that multi-platform games need to optimise for the lowest performer. He went on to claim there's an entire generation of games hangstrung by that potato, because Microsoft <laughs> insists that games right. are released on both Xbox Series S and the relatively powerful Xbox Series X. Writes video games chronicle.com. That was Tom Ivins. So, um, how do you get ham- hamstr- hamstrung by a potato? You've got to be, I know, you've got to watch out for that. Okay. All right, I will do for now. You've got to raise, lift your, lift your, lift your feet higher. <laughs> um, I saw that uh, Gotham Knights guy uh, getting piled on on Twitter for saying something that absolutely for anyone in the games industry makes sense. Um, you know, it is completely true that if you want more than thirty frames a second, uh, you have to make sacrifices. Obviously, that just makes sense. Uh, not to anyone in his Twitter mentions it didn't, pretty much everyone was just going, just do your job. Stop making excuses. Do you? Well, yeah, this is I mean, job. He knows how to do it. Well, and surely, I mean, those guys made a pretty big sacrifice by killing Batman, <laughs> and, they, and they still couldn't get 60 FPS. <laughs> what more do you want, gamers? Yeah, um, so his, yeah, I, 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 I'm not sure that his... Uh, tweets were deleted or his account was locked but i wouldn't be surprised because once again the very worst people in the mentions were doing that thing where they reply and cc rock steady and go what do you think of your employee uh you know saying this about gamers i for one will never buy a game without batman in it uh, (laughs) or whatever uh yeah so didn't give me didn't give me uh, a huge amount of love for the gamer ecosystem following that story. You don't deserve 60 FPS. <laughs> I don't. I mean, uh, how do you feel about frame rate, Simon? Do you care about things being 60 FPS? Well, I don't want to become a, a PC boasty, but actually, oh, well, I don't care about 60 FPS. I do care about 40. Mm, and why? um because it's much better than 30. The thing is, when you play in 60, it's quite hard to go back to 30. And mm-hmm. actually, a lot of the Switch ports um, from uh, consoles and PC to... Uh, to, uh, to uh, consoles, obviously, the Switch is a console. But from um, static consoles, shall we call them, um, uh, often sacrifice FPS. And, and it does, you know, once once you have experienced a bit... And anyway, uh, the sweet spot for me is 40 FPS, because that's... Um, does enable you to get some increased visual fidelity uh, without sacrificing too much in order to uh, get I've, smooth. I've never heard of 40 FPS. 
in my life. Oh, Steve, it's a big thing on the deck for us deck users. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's um, so big. Yeah, and actually, Gotham Knights, uh, which I won't be reviewing this week, despite the fact I did start playing it. Batman's dead, Steve. <laughs> Spoilers. And, the, and I mean, in about it's about a twenty minute cutscene at start, and Batman's dead. And yet, all the while, you're sat there watching Batman die, mm. and all the while you're going, "He isn't, though, is he? <laughs> <laughs> like, he isn't. <laughs> like, he isn't. Something's going to happen at the end of this, and yeah. he isn't dead, is he? Like, no. I mean, come on. Like, it's almost as if the Steam Deck's winking at you. Batman's dead. <laughs> and, like, just, just a little wink. No, he's dead, and that's why you can't be him now. You've got to be the other. You've got to be the other guys because Batman's dead, is he? Um, it doesn't run very well on the Steam Deck at all, and so it only um. Uh, and so I, I'm going to stop playing it for a bit until it, um, until they, they hopefully patch in some performance. But yeah, uh, I'm playing Uncharted on 40 FPS, and um, uh, yeah, it also um, prolongs the battery life as well Hold on, on the Steam Deck. So, how do you know you're playing it on 40 FPS, <sighs> Steve? Because you you hit you hit the the uh, the right hardware button, and you can you put show frame rate yes or no, or mm-hmm. you can limit it in the at uh, the system level to to be 40 frames per second as well this come this, on come this, on hop on over to the subreddit no, Steve. it's really i was gonna say this sounds like something you've read on the internet and you've no. decided you're going to believe this no i do do it i do do it and i'm quite happy with 40 FPS. i know you do it i know you're happy bury that's me great in, bury me in 40 <laughs> fps <Steve. laughs> all right uh new story four Warner Bros. <laughs> Warner Bros. Games has announced Mortal Kombat Onslaught, a new mobile entry in the long-running fighting game series. I'm going to pause this news story here for you, Steve. Uh, just ask you now. This is VideoGamesChronicle.com, uh, Tom Ivan. So the, so the news is Mortal Kombat's coming to uh, the mobile, mm-hmm. uh, a new mobile entry. Mortal Kombat, Steve. Warner Bros. Mm-hmm. has said Mortal Kombat's coming to mobile. What okay. <laughs> what, what, what game is it? What sort of game is it? Well... <laughs> I assume it's a card collecting, fighting, uh, you know, gacha based game for whales. Is that right? It's a collection RPG. You're absolutely yeah. right. There we go. Fantastic. That's what all the Mortal Kombat fans have wanted, isn't it? That's if only famously... they're saying as they're pushing, pushing off, pulling off their finishing moves. <laughs> if only they're saying this was a collectible RPG. Yeah. Uh, with uh, presumably gacha mechanics as well. Oh man, um, yeah. There we go. Uh, well, that's the decimal, they, they, isn't it? They say, Ed Boon says, we're pushing the boundaries of Mortal Kombat to allow players <laughs> to experience the franchise in new ways. That's while not still good. True. That's, that's also not true, is it? Pushing the, <laughs> pushing the boundaries of monetization while still staying true to its core visceral nature. Uh, <sighs> with Mortal Kombat on Salt, we reimagine Mortal Kombat into a strategic team-based collection RPG. Reimagine. Fast, fast, <laughs> fast-paced group melee combat that both new and existing fans can enjoy. How do you think that reimagining worked? Just like <laughs> in a, you know, in a hammock, somewhere beautiful, just lying there, near the beach, maybe, blue skies, just thinking, what could Mortal Kombat be? And drift off into a sleep and these beautiful thoughts swim into your head of an RPG card game. Dare to dream, Ed Boon. Dare to dream. <laughs> <laughs> oh. There we go. Looking forward to that. It's 2023. Good. That's it for your news, Steve. Well, there's, there, there have been a, a few other stories. Maybe we can talk about Silent Hill later. Oh, well, I meant to ask you that, actually, because we were able to trail the fact that there were a lot of Silent Hill announcements coming. Mm. I could not tell you what any of them were. <laughs> All right, let's investigate that uh, later in the show. But until then, thank you, Simon. One life left. Video game news with Anne Scantleberry. Hello, I'm Wheels, the Dungeon Master for Storybreakers. Love Critical Role and movies like Hot Fuzz and Spotlight? Actual play series Storybreakers combines the fantasy adventure of Dungeons & Dragons with small-town comedy and mystery in an episodic tale of journalists on the hunt for the secret underbelly of a tiny town where nothing seems to happen. But excuse me if I don't think a bunch of ragtag journalists from a podunk town are actually going to be of any help. 
but technically I don't come from here. When the mysterious arrival of a celebrity from the Heroes and Adventurers Guild sets off a strange conspiracy, the group will have to leave what they think they know about the world at the door, if they're ever to unravel the truth at the heart of this seemingly nondescript town. It's not front page of the Sussire Star News. I pull up the, the today's like installment of the news to see what the front page actually is. There's a big picture of a pumpkin that's been stepped on, and it says, Outrage as Pumpkin Stepped On. <laughs> Storybreaker Season 1 in its entirety is available for listening right now wherever you get your podcasts. With Season 2 on the way. Find out more at Dicebreaker.com. You're listening to One Life Left on Resonance 104.4 FM. We're a video game radio show. Uh, We've been broadcasting for... 16 or 17 or 18 years, something ridiculous uh, on the best radio station in the world. We're also a podcast. You can find our podcast at www.onelifeleft.com. There you will find the show notes written by our undercaretaker, Phil, who's also producing the show right now. Apparently he can adjust your mic, Simon. Shut up! Can we get him on? Can we we get him in? I don't know how that... I don't know if that's possible. I don't know how you do that. Phil, unmute your mic. So... (laughs) Unmute your mic, Phil. Come on, come and join he's, us. He's set to be a producer at the moment. I don't well, know. hang up. Yeah, but his mic's mute. I think. Here he goes. Phil, are you there? He is here. Oh my goodness! It's super special guest, Phil, producer. Whoa. Hello, Phil. Good grief! Look at you. You're live on the show. Please do not swear. Um, <laughs> how do you feel that? Can we have a quick mid-show review, please? How do you, how do you feel this one's going? Uh, solid seven out of ten. Okay. That's what we Definitely. wanted to hear. That's what we wanted to hear. Phil, um, I was chatting to Sam, our pickaxe producer. Um, uh, which last one? Week. Well, there are a number of Sams. Oh, the second Sam. Right, yeah, yeah. The new one or the newish? The new one. Well, exactly. The new, and you would imagine, enthusiastic producer, right? Um, I found myself on a call with him. It was just me and him at the start. And so I was just, I was just trying to fill. I'm one of these people that, you know, that will that will talk over silence and so i said oh you're our new producer aren't you and uh he said oh, yeah that sounds good. he said yeah fine i said um i said do you listen to it all he went oh no <laughs> that's our producer that's, that's dreadful. i started asking me to do the uh the audio clips for social media are you really? joking really? they paid us they paid us four pounds last month <laughs> well, we but we hardly broadcast right like we oh, I know we hardly broadcast, but still, I mean, I, I, I sent it back to them. Um, <laughs> Phil, what would you normally be doing on a Sunday night? Um, it would be around this time. I'd be stuck in uh, five-year-old's bedtime. Um, but my missus is doing that right now. So, thank you, Mrs. Uh, Phil. Yeah, mm. thank you, Rebecca. Um, and then, I don't know, I'd, I'd be, it'd be watching telly. Nice. I think. Good. Actually, on that subject, Phil, can you see us? Yes. Oh, is this the first time you've seen the shed? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm wondering uh, what's the heating like in there. Seeing as you, you just got a t-shirt on, it must be I've decent insulation <laughs> going on there. It is decent insulation. I can tell you what the heating's like. It's nineteen point nine degrees, uh, and it's seventy percent relative hum- humidity. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what we it is. I bought that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> family's holding up a uh, a gadget that has the. Uh, Temperature and humidity. It does. For such questions, you can't catch me out, Phil. <laughs> I've got a horrible thought. Uh, am I actually being recorded, or are you just hearing me? So, so anybody listening to this might just hear, hear silence. Uh, no, they will. Very, <laughs> they will. very good point. Very, very they... good point. Well, we'll find out, won't we? Um... <laughs> <laughs> when there's eight minutes of music. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Um, well. I bet you better go then, just in case there's no show from now on. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I know where I'm not. Thank wanting. you for. <laughs> no, you're you're very much wanted. You're very much appreciated. Actually, yeah. We're very grateful for the work you do. Thank you very much. You're more than welcome. Um, thank you so much for being our first guest as well on this uh, new era. You almost had one of my cats as well, but he uh, he ran off. So uh, yeah. well, let's um, let's save the cat for next week. <laughs> no problems. Thanks, Phil. All right, thanks, Phil. Yes. There we go. Well, I think now it's time for the letters. Email, messages, and forward BCC. One life letters. 
Chris Conroy wrote The Loneliness of the Long Distance Gamer. Dear team and SSG. He says in brackets, it's getting closer, I can feel it. Well, well you've just had it, Chris. Uh, he writes, I've not had a lot of free time of late as somewhat optimistically I signed up to run the Dublin Marathon. And it turns out that training for an event like this consumes literally all of the hours that are available outside of work and eating. 7 out of 10 would marginally recommend for anyone 20 years my junior and with fewer life obligations. I've even run out of time to do any kind of fundraising, but if anyone wants to make something positive of my suffering, then please feel free to send something to the lovely people at specialeffect.org.uk with my gratitude. What's the biggest games marathon you've ever done? I once had a full bank holiday weekend on Dark Age of Camelot that started on the Friday afternoon and finished late on the Monday night. And after years in thrall to the game, I barely touched it. Uh, after that, your chafing and calluses correspondent, Chris Conroy. It's the longest you've played something for, Steve. Good question. Uh, I remember being absolutely obsessed with Final Fantasy VII uh, when that came out and committed again unbelievably to Final Fantasy Tactics, addicted in a way that was just not healthy and also at the end left me thinking, what on earth had I spent all of that time on? Uh, but the answer, and I've definitely mentioned this on the show before as well, is um, is Advance Wars. Uh, a game so compulsive that I remember sitting on the circle line uh, in London back in the days when it was an actual circle um, and doing another full lap of it to get to my destination after I'd missed it by one stop because I was so uh, so compelled. I, I would also say that you know recently I've been burning far too much time on the New York Times crossword, a, a thing that I know from the One Life Left Discord that Chris does as well. Um, my 16-day streak broken today by a monstrous Sunday challenge. What about you, Simon? It's been a long time since I've been able to uh, invest continual time into something. Um, I guess uh, my last, the last proper through the night session I remember was with the original Resident Evil. And playing that, I was lodging at the time in East Finchley. I had a tiny bedroom, but you could touch all the walls from the bed. <laughs> That's how small it was. £250 a month that was uh, back then. And uh, I was playing Resident Evil and I played it through the night. And there were moments when I just thought, what are you doing? I was genuinely scared. Um, <laughs> genuinely scared. Uh, but uh, yeah, I've not done that since. Have you ever got up early to play a video game? I've got up early to install one these mm -hmm. de these days. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do. I'll just I'll just get it up now. Yeah, because you know I want I want to play it this weekend. Mm. Um, no, I don't think I have. I remember there was uh, a game when I was at school that I was addicted to that I genuinely have never heard anyone else mention, and that's because it was on the Acorn Archimedes. But it was an elite-like game called Ultra Intelligent Machine. It was set under the ocean, um, and otherwise was, you know, it was essentially the same as Elite. Uh, I was addicted to that. I used to get up at, you know, much too early um, and spend an hour or so before school playing, playing that. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't remember the last time I was so addicted to something that I would play it all the way through the through the night. It'd be nice to have again, wouldn't it? Eh? it would. <laughs> to be to enjoy something. It'd be nice to have space to do that as well. Mm. Uh, that's the only letter we've had this week. Anything on the Discord? No, absolutely. Well, there's there's people chatting about video games. Uh, video games. There, um, Ed has done a little review of the Spider Game. Um, surprised at the character stuff being moderately compelling. That's something uh, you presumably agree with because you very much enjoyed that game, didn't you? Which one? The spot the Spider Man Sony Spider Man on oh, Spider Man right, yeah. right, right. I yeah, did. yeah um and Tony Galland saying that he has tried the Marvel Snap game uh, and it is an exhausting free to play mobile game with badges and alerts and pop ups and barking tutorials uh, that I guess is something that will apply to the new Mortal Kombat game as well. Let's talk about this later, Steve. All right. Um, if you have anything you would like to ask us or write to us about, just tell the world. You can do so by emailing team at onelifeleft.com or dropping a note on our Discord in the mailbag channel. You can find our Discord address in the show notes at www.onelifeleft.com.
we're getting we're getting good use out of those again now, aren't we? <laughs> the idents are aren't we? back. Uh, still haven't said anything funny enough uh, for us to be able to use the <laughs> the laughter sound effects this week, or even uh, I, I found this one as well. What for when we start juggling? <laughs> <laughs> what? what the- no, what? <laughs> Just in case you you know you're going to say, oh, here's a important announcement. That's 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 embarking on type on a typewriter. <laughs> that is an announcement. Well, if we have something, you know, if we ever have something to announce, you know, this week we made six quid, something like that. I don't know. Maybe we should do that every every month. Announce the amount of money we've made. Well, and we'll use we the drum roll. A- we should get a till sound effect as we, as we rack it up. We can uh, we can do that. There's one called actually. There's one. Uh, what's this one do? <laughs> Useful. All right. Uh, yeah, the the software's uh, behaving this week, and and I think that we're sort of easing into this. Really, really nice as well to have a guest soon. We may have had a guest today, or I may have had to cut that out if it hasn't worked. Um, but uh, yeah, we should be able to do that. Felt really good to have Phil on the show for a second. Just popping in, for a, popping round for a cuppa. You know, if that's worked, we should we should have a producer segment, shouldn't we? From now on. Oh, Bring absolutely, him in. yeah. Where you could just coach. So when you say that, what, so has he been adjusting my microphone? I don't know. I've no idea. I just saw that he said he could, which you uh, know, he's certain got the power. power. Power there. He has got the power. He has got the power. Um, so we said we were going to talk about the new Silent Hills. Uh, we did say that, didn't we? We did, uh, and you said that we you had something to say about it. Uh, I didn't. I said that <laughs> I saw. I saw that. Um, so we so they made loads of announcements, which which I read. Yeah. Uh, or or scrolled past, and yeah. none of them registered whatsoever. I saw one is being published by Annapurna, um, mm-hmm. and that was the only thing that I can tell you about. Um, oh, aren't no code are making that one, aren't they? All right, um, I've got a list here, Simon, so I can take you through it, and you can tell us how interested do. you are in each of these things. I, I, I would, I will honestly start doing something else while you lead this this uh, <laughs> this list out. All right. Um, so the headline is Silent Hill Two, which I think uh, inside inside the Silent Hill community is known as the Good One. Uh, that's being remade by Bloober Team. Uh, the developers of Layers of Fear. There was a, ta- a trailer that dropped for that as well. It's running on Unreal Engine 5, and it's a PlayStation 5 console exclusive. It's also confirmed as coming to PC, i.e. your Steam Deck. How excited are you for that, Simon? I was about to interject and say, do you have a yawn sound effect? <laughs> what? Is- have you never played Silent Hill 2? No, that's a series that's absolutely passed me by. Okay, well, this, this is going to be good then. This uh, this segment, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think Silent Hill Two is the good one. Uh, but, uh, it's enjoyable and stylish and I, as well. Well, and I'm, am I getting this wrong? Didn't they? Is it, it's a game with lots of fog in it, isn't it? Because it was at the time that it was made, you had to have fog in 3D games <laughs> because because the the sort of graphical prowess of these consoles at the time couldn't render much and so they made something out of the fog is that is that right that is right but it doesn't mean fog is a bad idea in itself like fog just because you know it was technically useful for the game doesn't invalidate the idea of having fog in a horror movie or game right yeah but if you don't need to have it now because you've got uh, <laughs> super powerful graphics cards so you just, <laughs> just yeah, get if the you, fog if you can turn the brightness up if you can <laughs> just why not have every single enemy just shouting a bit louder say i'm coming i'm coming around do the corner you... now so here's a question on these on these types of games then mm-hmm. uh do you tell the truth when asked to do the brightness test absolutely not and this you was... don't do you no 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 100% i i did uh did part of Sorry, that, I, my I, talk I mean... in croatia this this year uh, screen yeah. contrast poor or unpredictable contrast on modern TVs is killing the games industry I said because yeah who yeah. tells the truth you see that thing and you're like yeah I know what you're trying to do 
and I have no interest in your adolescent jump scares. I'm going to turn it up a few notches than you expect. No, higher no, than you exactly. Expect. No. Um, sorry, and by you, I didn't mean just you. I meant, I meant people. Yeah. <laughs> Shall I tell you the other thing I saw in a menu? It was mm-hmm. in Gotham Knights, which I've never seen before. Right. So in the um, the accessibility options, mm-hmm. as I was trying to get my my uh, my FPSs up to forty, there is one that you can turn off that says sell my personal data. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I like that. I know. I I like you to sell my personal data. <laughs> that's what it says. But it's quite. That's kind of disarmingly yes, honest, isn't it? Like because I've never seen that before. Usually, it would be couched in a different kind of language. Like it'd be in a know, eula, wouldn't it? Yeah. It, scroll, 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 accept. You know. Turn off. Sell my personal data. Or like a, just a soft <laughs> plea, saying, you know. Giving us your data allows us to tailor experiences with partners that we love and trust. Uh, will you please yeah. allow us to do that? I was just like, go on, do you want us to, do you want us to hold <laughs> your data for a few quid? I want to know what they've got on me. I was, I've only played it for an hour or so. What do they know? What do they know? All right, uh, second game. Silent Hill Townfall is a new game from the makers of, of Observation. Uh Silent Hill Townfall is a brand new game set in the world of Silent Hill. It's being published by Annapurna and it's being developed by No Code, who are the makers of Stories Untold and Observation. How interested in that are you, Simon? Well, I know the No Code guys. Mm. Uh, I say know them. So I, I had a curry with them um, a couple of years ago. Uh, well, it's probably longer than that, actually, wasn't it? Um, uh, given COVID. Um yeah, I don't know. I probably probably went to school with them. Um, no, I, I, and they were they were lovely, uh, and so I do. I would don't say hello to, uh, and I do like their games. So I was interested in that. Yes, uh, I'm. I'm super excited by that. Those games, as stories and told, is great. Observation is brilliant too, uh, and I, I do think the idea of a of a, a psychological horror game. Uh, well, obviously, it's one that video games have explored, like for decades uh since before silent hill but i think the treatment like it all depends on the treatment right there are a billion of these things on itch and most of them are rubbish uh but some of them are good and i think you give this setting to the right team they can make something special so i'm excited about that as well um return to silent hill is a sequel to the 2006 movie this isn't a video game simon have you seen the 2006 movie uh, I am now checking in on my daughter. I'm doing something else while you talk about okay, it. Okay, right. So not excited at all. But this one, you must be excited by. Silent Hill Ascension is an interactive video streaming experience. It's described as a new kind of Silent Hill, and it's being developed by Genvid, but also J.J. Abrams's Bad Robot and Dead by Daylight Developers Behaviour Interactive. Uh, you must be excited by J.J. Abrams, Simon. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So I tell you my daughter's not asleep. Live-streamed interactive stories where the audience watching can affect the story and the world. Excited about that? No? Not at all? No, so it's an FMV... Um... Maybe FMV. I'm imagining FMV, but with choices that we all vote on, and then that changes the next sequence, perhaps. Cool. Yep. Uh, and finally, finally, Silent Hill F, a new 1960s set horror game. Uh, this was the last thing in the stream and showed a young Japanese schoolgirl being transported to a dream world and then her whole face peeling off. Who asked for this? <laughs> Did anyone ask for this? I mean, is that typically how the development process works? Like <laughs> publishers just go through publishers go through letters from the public and go, "Oh yeah, this one sounds good." I'll, uh, you know, someone just had an idea. Mm. How, how do you fancy no, this? Right. I don't, I don't fancy any don't of fancy that it whatsoever. At all. No. all right, good to know. Um, okay, uh, is it time for the reviews? Is it time for the reviews? My, my my silence was expecting you to push the review theme. It was a question. It wasn't a statement. Yeah, I mean, if we were in the if we were in the studio together, I feel that we would have that we would have got away with that one. <laughs> but uh, as it is, it's become a bit awkward now, isn't it? And I was. If I, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, so if I was you, I would never have pushed the review button. It's um, time for the reviews. Uh, 
What have you been playing this week? A couple of things for me this week, Steve. Good, good. And in your face, Tony Gowland, let me tell you, I am collection level 85. And I've completed two, both bits of the season pass on Marvel Snap. Why are you doing this? Well, I didn't know much about it, and I uh, before it launched, but I saw it launch on PC and I saw it launch on mobile. Apparently, I pre-registered for it because that's the sort of thing I idly do whilst browsing the Google Play Store. Yeah, oh, congratulations! It's now ready to download. We all like a card game, don't we? Particularly, you know, one that's based on um, Marvel superheroes. We, um, you know, we all enjoyed uh, Dice Masters, didn't we? Which is sure. cards and dice. We all enjoy a card game, but we also all know what these card games are like and what they're designed to make you do. Well, Steve, let me tell you the premise of Marvel Snap. Mm -hmm. And maybe you can understand why it might have appealed to me. Okay. (laughs) Two players face off opposite each other. You have in your hand cards uh, that you've... um, you constructed. I think it's sixteen cards that you that you build a deck of mm-hmm. um, that are um, various uh, Marvel characters, and there are three stations in the middle of the table. Okay, and what you do is you alternate putting cards down in front of one of those three stations, and at the end of it, the highest scoring on those three stations. If uh, so if you score, each card has a value and they and they affect each other. And at the end of when you've played all of your cards, if you have the most points in one station, you win that station. And then the second station and the third station. Mm-hmm. If you win two out of three, then you've won the game. Okay. Steve, does that mechanic remind you of anything? I, I mean, I feel like you're leading me into say Card Fighters Clash. I'm not. Okay, fine. Did uh, I make Card Fighters Clash? Oh, right. <laughs> it reminds me of Greedy Wizards. It's literally Greedy Wizards. <laughs> it's literally, you put numbers down. On, it's literally Greedy Wizards. It is Greedy Wizards. It is Greedy Wizards. It is Greedy Wizards. I'd forgotten about Greedy Wizards. And <laughs> well, maybe, maybe someone there has as well. And they're just, they woke up one day and they're like, I've just... I've had a brilliant idea for a video game. It's Greedy Wizards. It's Greedy Wizards. I mean, there's there's slightly more to it than that, but the similarities, Steve, if I had a lawyer Mm. and some money... um, And and a leg to stand on. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um... But it's actually it's actually good to so you so you play well. Me and Jazz Rignall were talking about this over Twitter because um, he's gone into it as well. Uh, I suspect that your early games are placed played against bots because mm. it took me a while to lose them. Mm-hmm. But anyway, as the man who invented Greedy Gre- Wizards, unsurprisingly, I'm very good at this and mm-hmm. I win far more games than I lose. And uh, what's interesting is. As you unlock cards that you can then add to your deck, you need you need to refine your deck because uh, you can't have more than one type. So you can you can only have one Hulk, Steve. You can't have mm. two Hulks in there, for example. And, and the, the Hulk can cost six energy uh, and other bits and bobs. And the, the other thing is that the middle cards um, change scenarios, so they can impact how some of the cards. Are. Anyway, uh, so it, it builds upon the very solid foundations of Greedy Wizards. Um, and add superheroes uh, and makes it a, a mobile free to play game. Uh, it's good. It's good. I, I've been playing it. I've, I've, I've got a week's worth of uh, rewards for logging in. <laughs> Let me tell you that. Um, uh, yeah, and I'm enjoying it greatly to pass the odd five minutes here and there. Uh, seven out of ten. But I just, I, I can't imagine ever getting into something like that as as nice as the core mechanic is at the start, because I know it will have been designed around persuading you, separating you from your money. It's not designed to be fun, it's designed to be compulsive and to, you know, to usher you to a point, to tease you to a point where you're like, oh, well, my sunk cost in terms of time is so much that I'm going to uh, spend so much money. Look at all money these cards I'm... I've got. <laughs> oh, they are nice. All of them. They, they are, are nice. And look, and look, though, if you look at uh, the Punisher, for example, that's been upgraded three times, so it's 3D and it animates. <laughs> and that one, you get an extra one power for each opposing card at this location. I'm out. I mean, come on. All right. Um... I'll review something. So I've been playing. I've been playing a few games this week. Uh, I started playing No More Heroes three, mm-hmm. 
and I stop pretty quickly because as much as I love, it's been so long since I've played a game that feels culturally Japanese, like all the games I used to play in the early 2000s. Uh, this absolutely does. Uh, it's by Grasshopper Interactive, published by Marvelous. It feels like it feels so Japanese, and it feels so exuberant and fun and stupid. And I enjoyed it, but it's just boss battles in it, and I can't stand boss battles. So I dropped out of that after I got to the first boss battle and lost seven out of ten. Uh, I played a lot more FIFA, as I'm sure you have observed. Um, but I played a small indie game called Whatever. Do you know about Whatever? I don't, Steve. So whatever is a brilliant premise that I wish I had thought of and made me laugh out loud as soon as I saw a trailer for it. Um, It's based around... Do you remember the incident in March 2021 with the Ever Given? I do not, know. The ship that got trapped in the Suez Canal. Oh, right, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So imagine a game where you are racing a container ship along a Suez Canal, or a canal, and you have to not get stuck at the sides. Uh, But at the same time, you might collect coins and that kind of thing, which you use to upgrade your ship at the end of your run. And then imagine it plays out at the kind of pace that you would imagine one of those ships to move at, so glacially slow. But you are driven, it is driven by an analogue to, I forgot what his name is, Don Pareto, the Fast and the Furious guy. So it begins with an intro. And so it's basically Fast and the Furious drifting mixed with very, very, very slow paced action, moving down a canal and not getting caught on the sides. It is dumb and stupid. And the premise is slightly better than the actual game, right? It's not actually a tremendous amount of fun. It's quite frustrating, but it is funny. Uh, which often is enough. Uh, as I said, it's got this loot where you collect coins, upgrade your ship. There's loads and loads of levels, different challenges on each one. I just got to the fourth one, I think, before I got bored. Uh, it's kind of like a mystical graveyard canal uh, full of eddy vortex type things. Um, yeah, and it's it's uh, funny and sort of enjoyable. Seven out of ten. Uh, I've also been rinsing through Uncharted on PC, Steam Deck, 40fps, a game uh, which I thought I'd started a couple of times, Um, uh, and I'm I'm enjoying, right, it's spectacular, yes, it's a, you know, it's it's, it's 100% mainstream, um, you know, uh, disposable, um, not doing anything particularly clever, but technically it's it's incredibly impressive. Anyway, I must have. I'm on chapter twelve now, and I still haven't got to the um, to the car chase. Uh, and so I've played all of this before. I remember none of it. <laughs> which, I, which, it, as soon as I realised that, I'm like, God, like, uh, maybe this isn't as good as. Well, isn't that <laughs> I'm, the point? I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm enjoying it. It's just in- instantly forgettable. You remember three, uh, you know, three. Not cutscenes. What, what do you call it? Like the sort of major set pieces. set pieces. You remember three set pieces, just like you do from any movie like that. You remember three set pieces, but the difference is the three set pieces in the movie are like twenty minutes of two hours. The three set pieces in the game are forty minutes of twelve hours, and so there's an awful lot of padding around these things. Uh, yeah, seven. Uh, yeah. So it's just um. It's uh, yeah. I've just been surprised by that. I haven't got to. I haven't got to a new bit of game yet, and yet I, I'm still. It's, it's, it's as if most of it I'm seeing for the first time. Seven out of ten. I've also been playing the case of the golden idol. Uh, do you, have you heard of that? I have heard of this. Yes. Yeah, it's a nicely produced, visually distinctive detective game where you look at scenes. And you click on objects and they tell you a bit about what's going on. And then you have to fill in in a kind of fill in the gaps paragraph of text uh, to tell the game you understand what's happened in this scene. So you have to explain which characters are visible here, what their names are, what they're trying to do, what their motivation was. Um, It's a really nice mechanic, I think, like just play at your own pace. What I really enjoy about it is there's an option early on where you can either turn you can either say i don't mind pixel hunting so scanning over every scene and go oh that book might be interactive i'll click on that or 
you can just have little highlights on everything that matters so you know straight away i'll click on that find out about it obviously i turn that in uh, turn that on because life is too short and yeah played through the first chapter and really really enjoyed my time with it i will go back to that as well um thoroughly recommended seven out of ten and i played more fifa uh, i turned the difficulty up from i don't know what i was on before semi-pro I think I was on semi-pro and I was winning everything easily and I turned it up to world-class and now I lose everything by one goal and alt <laughs> F4 out and then start it up again quarter of an hour later when I'm like, okay, fine. Uh, but I think it's an absolute miracle. Like I think the game is, is really, really well produced uh, and you know I think it's cynically produced in some respects, but the actual football elements, once you've got rid of the fact that once once you've got used to the fact that you have to press A a billion times in a billion different ways to start a match, and once you've got used to the fact that it always wants you to be online, it's always trying to make you play FIFA Ultimate Team. It's incredible that I can play as Stockport County in the Papa John's trophy. Like that's that's all we've ever dreamed of, isn't it? It's an absolute we're running out of time. We are again. Uh, okay, thank you so much uh, to everyone for listening. Thank you to Residents of M for hosting tonight uh, as well. Uh, and thank you to you, Simon. Thanks, Steve. Uh, we'll be back next week. But until then, goodbye. Goodbye. goodbye.